What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give an Ovation. I am joined today by the one, the only, if you don't know him, you should, Mr. Matt Plapp. He's the founder and CEO of America's Best Restaurant and of Restaurant Marketing That Works. Also, uh, people may not know this, but he is a huge LeBron James fan. Just think that LeBron is the most underrated player in the NBA. No, I'm kidding. If you could see his background, he's got Jordan shoes, poster, Michael Jordan quote, uh, court sign here there. He's got some like, uh, he's got neon of, of Michael Jordan. He's got a Michael Jordan signed ball behind him. Anyway, my man is, oh, he's rocking his Jordans today. Yep. <laughs> well, welcome on the podcast, man. What's up, brother? Thanks for having me on. I know. I love, love chatting with you. Love seeing you at the trade shows. Um, and actually, Matt and I first met, I think it was in like Western at the Western Food Show in like 2018 yeah. or something like that. And he had he had a booth and I was like, man, who is this guy? He's like all over the place. He's so cool. So I went, read his book, uh, super impressed with him. He just took a sip, by the way, out of a Matt Plapp orange branded solo cup. I mean, this guy, you want to talk about branding. He is it. So Matt. Um, first of all, man, tell me a little bit about what keeps you busy. Tell me about America's best restaurant and, and uh, a little bit about restaurant marketing that works. Yeah. So what keeps me busy is the company. Um, I'm, I'm fortunate that my kids are grown. I know you've got younger kids. My kids are 18 and 20. Uh, they're high school and college athletes. It's crazy because so. you look younger than me, man. We, me and my wife, we're, we're, we're somewhat smart. I guess we'll find out. When we got out of college, we, were, we met in college. College sweethearts got married after college. And said, hey, let's spend a couple of years traveling, having fun, being stupid with, with money. And then I'm still stupid with money. That's a different story. But let's let's spend a couple of years having fun and then we'll have kids. That way, by the time we're 50, the kids will be out of the house and or at least be somewhat out of the house. They'll probably still be in the checkbook, I'd imagine. Yeah. And <laughs> we'll be able to have fun. And it worked out well. I'm 46 years old right now. My daughter's a junior in college. My son's a senior in high school. He goes to college next week, next year to play sports. My daughter's a cheerleader in college with two national championships to her, to her uh, accolades. There you and, go. and then I'm the, the CEO. We're transitioning per Sean Walchef to CVO chief visionary officer, because that's what I focus on is our vision of our company here. And we have two divisions, the America's best restaurants roadshow, which travels the country and films restaurants. Right now we're filming in 12, 12 States. We've filmed uh, right around 800 episodes of our show, which Holy airs on cow. the social media channels of the restaurant. It's backwards. Doesn't air on like people say, well, where's your TV show viewed at? Well, I don't want it viewed on the food network. Cause number one, we, we did, we've done 800 guy. Fietti did 1600 episodes his first 13 years is what he told me when we filmed with him a couple months ago. We're, at 800 in a year and a half. So by the time I get to 16 years, we'll have 20,000 plus, and there's no TV network that can handle that. And plus, I want the attention to belong to the restaurant, to the independent operator that works their butt off. Your Facebook page, your Instagram, your YouTube deserves the attention, not mine. And then the other side of the company is restaurant marketing that works. That's our marketing division, which acts as an at-large marketing department. 
So we meet with restaurants, we find out what they're doing, we help them cultivate and build an amazing marketing plan and then direct them in the places like you, like, hey, you need more reviews. We need to get Ovation on board and and help them develop that marketing plan. And then on my free time, I travel and you know go to restaurant shows and was in Vegas last week for David Scott Peters event. And so you know, it pretty much revolves around my kids and the company at this point. That's awesome, man. And man, going to 800 places, yeah. 800, that yeah. is wild. So, I mean, and and how many people have you worked with? How many different restaurants have you worked with at Restaurant Marketing That Works? So we're between the two divisions, we're, we're close to a thousand restaurants the past year. And Just the past year. What about yeah, in the last yeah, 14 sure. years? Because I know you, because Restaurant Marketing That Works has been around for about yeah. 14 years, since, right? Since 2008. Our first restaurant was Bard's Burgers a small independent hole in the wall burger joint, a greasy spoon back in 0809 was our first restaurant client back then. Yeah, that's crazy. So, I mean, you've, you've worked with thousands with the S at the end of it, restaurants. And one thing I'd love to get your opinion on is, is what do you feel like is one of the most common marketing mistakes that restaurants make? So we've got an acronym, ABR. And I've, it stands for a lot of things. If you're like, I was just in our studio. We have a studio with three guys over here that film all our stuff. And their ABR is always be recording. Oh. You don't walk anywhere. Like you saw me at the show in Florida. Yeah. yeah. You know, Matt, uh, Peter was there filming everything. Yeah. And, but ABR for our clients is attract, build, retain. You need to be attracting attention. You need to be building loyalty. And you need to be retaining your customers. And in my world, the way, the easiest way to do B and C, B and R to build loyalty and retain customers is by collecting customer data that my wife, I use this as an example, we're 27 years together at this point, married and dating. That doesn't happen if in college I don't go, what is your name? What is your dorm room? Can I call your dorm? Can Uh we go to a, a, a dinner? We went to Mr. Gaddy's the first time. And that's what I feel the biggest mistake happens is that you lose the ability to control the narrative of your marketing plan when you don't have the customer's data. Because yeah. then it's just constantly, A, B and R are up for grabs. Like loyalty programs are a big deal. Apps are a big deal. Well, all of that needs fuel. And the fuel is your database. I I think that is so critical because you think about where would Amazon be if they never tracked people that went wow. to their website, right? Or if they never, let's just imagine if Amazon said, hey, Zach, thanks for buying the book. We don't need your name afterwards. We're going to delete your file <laughs> and never going to market to you again. Uh huh. How much shit would you have not bought if they had not done that? Right. And Amazon would still be a, a little bookstore in Seattle. If, if that were the case, which is funny because right now a plane is flying over our building. We're a few miles as the crow flies from the Cincinnati airport. And a lot of people don't realize Amazon in two years, they already have planes running, but in two years, they have an airport at the Cincinnati airport, which is in Northern Kentucky. They have an airport bigger than the international airport. That'll have a hundred flights a day. No way. Yeah. Oh, it's insane. You ought to see it. Like Google it, Google Amazon Cincinnati airport. And you'll look at their footprint and go, it's bigger than the actual airport. And that happens because they leverage customer data. They look and yeah. see that Matt Platt bought this book. Maybe he would want to buy these five books. Matt Platt bought CrossFit workout shoes. Maybe he would want CrossFit chalk or wrist wraps or whatever. And that to me is where restaurants and small businesses 
fail at a big level. And where this comes from with me was that also during my time back in the late 90s, when I got into digital marketing, which was 1999, September of 99, I bought a book from SNS Computer Solutions on how to build a website. And I built the website for a boat and RV dealership that me, my dad, and brother started virtually outdoorconsignments.com. We sold boats and campers online. No. And from that was where I learned the importance of data because in the boat business, I mean, you in the car business as well, you get everybody's information. Hey, what's your name? Nobody has a problem when you walk in and they're looking at that boat on your lot because we ended up going to brick and mortar within six months. And then we had three locations doing 15 million a year within seven years. But when they walk on your lot, there's a trust factor. Hey, I'm looking yeah. at this 21 foot Skeeter ZX 21 bass boat. Great. You know, we, we got two in stock right now. We got four coming. Let me do this. Let me get your name and your phone number. I'm going to call you when it gets in. And by the way, what's your email address? I'm going to email you links to the spec sheets on these boats. 10 out of 10 people gave us their information. Then we also and, had a And what happened to the other one, the other zero? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the other part we put in place was we. I started seeing this, like, man, birds with feather flock together, right? And so like, if somebody was at a show and said, hey, man, you guys got a dynamic restaurant company, restaurant you know, marketing company, who else do you know in the restaurant space that works in technology? I'd go, I know Zach. Man, would you connect me with Zach? If I trusted him, no problem. And so what we found with our restaurant, our retail clients in the boat dealership was we'd say, hey, we've got a, we got a friends and family deal. Anybody you give us their contact information, we send a $25 gift card to our, our store here, our ship store and our tackle store. We'd get, we had one guy gave me nine people one time. Here's nine people's names, phone numbers, email addresses. We then contact them and said, hey. So-and-so gave us your name and your phone number and said, you're an avid outdoorsman. We have a $25 gift card with your name on it. You want us to mail it or come by and get it? And that blew up. And so there's the same opportunity with restaurants. Like people walk into your four walls. They took a lot of effort to drive to your place, to park their car. If you're in Utah right now to walk through the cold, uh -huh. <laughs> go inside the restaurant, and then they trusted you by giving you their credit card. Why the heck aren't you having a conversation to find out who they are. And, and I'll tell you what, what happens most of the time, right? And, and you and I talk to a lot of restaurant owners and the whole thing is, look, Jack, <laughs> look, Matt, I get it. Like, that sounds really nice when I'm buying a $80,000 boat, but when I'm buying an $8 sandwich, I don't have that kind of, that kind of capacity to ask everyone that. And my response always has been, you don't need to. There's automated ways to do it. I don't expect you to get to train your high school or college server to go out there with a clipboard and start asking everyone about their day and writing down their name, number, you know, but you can have automated ways to do that ranging from the very simplest. Here's a box with, you know, uh, write down your name, number, the old fishbowl, right? That's like at the uh, one out of 10 of effectiveness. That's the caveman. <laughs> right? All the way up to QR codes or, or automatically pulling in that data from the information uh, from like online ordering or loyalty. Like th these are the types of things where you can use technology to yeah. automate that and then leverage it. Because like Matt's saying, if you're not collecting that data, all you're doing is you have a leaky bucket and you are hoping and praying that other restaurants around you aren't doing a good job marketing. 
And that to me does not sound like a winning strategy. Yeah. And, and I'll disagree with you a little bit. Please. I think those people can ask. I'll, I'll, I'll do it right now for you, Zach. You can see the growler, right? You can hear it. Yep. Yep. How much money do you think's in here? There's some change. How much do you think? I don't know. Maybe three bucks. Okay. Do me a favor. Imagine I'm in the restaurant. Scan this QR code. It's going to take you to Facebook. I want you to guess on that post. You're going to be registered to win a $100 gift card. We give it away every two weeks. <laughs> and guess what happens? Now they just had a fun conversation because you know what the number one question is? And I've personally, no BS in the last two years, Matt Plapp in his orange shirt has walked into a thousand plus restaurants. That's just as a marketing professional. We eat out. Like my wife texted me today. She's cooking dinner. I was like, holy shit. Like, is the Pope in town? Because we don't cook. <laughs> Like literally, she Are only cooks for with, Thanksgiving. Yeah. I know. So I'm like, what happened? So we never cook. We eat out all the time. And the number one question that we get asked, you know what the number one question that every restaurant asks in this whole country? And I'll give you a hint. They don't actually care the answer. Oh, how was it? How, how are you everything? doing? Oh, now, how, how are you doing? How are you doing? Yeah, that's how right. you okay. doing. Okay. Oh, yep. man, I'm doing shitty. I got a speeding ticket. My daughter just got wrecked our car. Our house is being repossessed. I, I got credit. You don't care. It's like, great. And you so want, you want that large or not? <laughs> exactly. Like, how do you transition? So when we talk to restaurants, okay, you're a casual dining restaurant. Somebody walks in. Hey, how are you? Uh, how many in your party? Oh, how are you? So they say, how many you got in your party? Instead of saying, hey, how are you? How many you got in your party? All oh, four people. Cool. Four people. Have you all been here before? No, we haven't. Oh, pff. before we go any farther, I need you to do me a favor. I want to make sure that each one of you has a free slice of pie your next visit. Do me a favor, scan this QR code. And it's going to ask you a couple questions. Go ahead and do that. I'll show you in your phone. Cool. Now let's walk to your table. If they're a casual dining place again, another opportunity is you're at the table. I was talking David Scott Peters. I was at his event in Vegas last week. And he talked about this restaurant, how to sell desserts. He's like, I'm at this restaurant. I got this 24 ounce bone in ribeye. It was unbelievable. No, I'm not hungry for dessert. And so the person walks up and they say, hey, you want dessert? What does the person say? No, no. I'm full. Okay, so, let me get your check. Yeah, bro, I know you're full. You destroyed, you devoured that 24-ounce T-bone. It was amazing, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I want you to do me a favor. Scan this code. I want to give you a free dessert your next visit because you're too full right now. And I want you to go through and do this. And by the way, when you get a chance after you do that, scan that code on the table there for ovation. That lets you let us know how awesome that steak was and let, lets my owner know how great I did serving you. So th there's easy conversations. Or yes. somebody walks in, you're a fast, casual pizza joint. And like Christmas is coming up. We've got a jar out here full of M&Ms that we used for a photo shoot that's red and green M&Ms. Have that on your counter. And go, hold on, before you order your pie, how many M&Ms are in here? Don't tell me. <laughs> Scan the QR code. It's going to go to Instagram. On the gram, drop your number. When you do that, you're going to win the contest. By the way, we're also going to message you through some automated messaging, a free pizza for your next visit. So, I mean, it's just that the, there's a lot of ways to do it. And yes. to me, what I see happening, and we have a, can I mention a website address? Yeah, please. Oh, yeah. So America's best restaurants.com slash stats, S T A T S. It's a live up to date dashboard that chronicles or charts the numbers. My team, one of my employees this morning called up, got the credit card. We booked her vacation hotel. We give our, our employees a credit 
on vacation if they use the company credit card and they visit five restaurants on their visit and they do what's called an attention audit. And when they visit those five restaurants and do that audit, these stats go to that page. It's, do you have a mobile-friendly website? Do you have a way on your website to collect data? Not purchase, because purchasing is not correct. There's a lot of tire kickers out there. Yeah, A lot of people find the website through Google and go, is this place good? And then you do jack shit to get their info. You should be bribing them. And then is there automation tied in with the data collection? You know, it cracks me up. If I go to a most restaurants websites right now and I fill out a form, nothing happens. No. I should get a text, an email, and retarget it on Facebook and Instagram. It costs less than a dollar a day to do all of that per customer. And it's simple. We've actually got clients right now that with email, text, and social media retargeting under 20 cents a day to reach the people when they take that action. And then there's a lot of other components there, but the stats are on that page. If you're a restaurant, you should be licking your chops because 97% of restaurants are not asking the questions when they walk in the front door. If Matt Platt visited 100 restaurants, which I will in December and probably a little in the January, take me to 100, 97 out of 100 will do diddly squat to get my info. And they'll also do diddly squat to get my review, which is even more crazy because like I walk, you walk up my table and say, dude, your plate's clean. You licked it. Was it amazing? <laughs> It was awesome. I want you to do me a huge favor. We want to make sure everybody knows how how great the food is here. We need your help. Would you mind scanning this QR code? It's going to go to Ovation. Leave a review for us. Give us a round of applause and tell everybody else how great we were. I I wish that every restaurant in America could just listen to this. Because Matt, it's like, it really isn't, it isn't that hard. The things we're talking about aren't rocket science. The things we're talking about have been proven in every other industry to drive revenue, to drive ROI. And the the benefit, like you're saying, is that I'm looking at these stats on your website. It's mind boggling. So go go to that americasbestrestaurant.com forward slash stats is that your competition is not doing this stuff. And so it takes you a little bit of effort to stand out hugely. And guess what? There are ways that you could do this that aren't that expensive. And I understand maybe you're listening to this and you're saying, hey, I've got one, two, three, four, five restaurants. Like I, I can't afford to compete with the Chili's. The great thing is you don't need to, yeah. right? Because you've got something unique. You've got something different. And But you got to let people know. And you got to remind people, yeah. right? You could go on the best first date. And guess what happens? If, you know, they never call you back and you go to another party and four other people come up and give you their number, well, well, guess what's going to happen? You know, you're, you're going to go on to the new places. And I think, I think it's just so important to remember switching costs to, to restaurants have never been lower and it's now time for restaurants to fight for the guests. Yep. You've you know, got to fight for them. You know, the number one thing that reminds, this is sad, but the number one way that consumers are reminded to eat at a restaurant they already enjoy. What? It's their sign. I had, this was last fourth quarter. I I had a car. I love driving, but I would only drive it once a week. And I was listening to a guru and he's like, Hey, if you're a sports car guy and that puts you in the right mindset, drive the car every day. So October of last fall, I start driving the car every day. Monday through Sunday, every day of the week, December comes around. There's a restaurant near our house called Barley Corns. And 
great restaurant, uh, independently owned, awesome wings, never had a bad meal there. I've been eating there since 83. So I, I'm a loyal customer. We eat there on average, I'd say 1.5 to two times a week a in the week? last 10 years. Oh, yeah. Oh, I my gosh. Time. They, and then here's the sad part. No, I could walk into the Florence location right here. They do, there's not a person there that knows my name, which no. is another complete freaking failure. But they're not, I'm not on there. They don't have a text list, I'm not on a birthday list. I get an email from them occasionally, but they suck. So I, I just don't pay attention. They're out of sight, out of mind. But long story short, barley corns is here. Don't you imagine that I could, when I drove my SUV, I would go from my house four miles up the same exact street as barley corns. Four miles past barley corns is the office I'm sitting in now. Four miles past that is the gym that I used to own that I still go to all the time. I would make that trip all the time when I'm on the SUV. I would pass barley coins all the time. When I would drive the Lambo, I would get on the expressway near my house because it's a hell of a lot funner to go up an expressway in a Lambo uh-huh. than stoplights. I wouldn't drive past barley coins. So my daughter comes back to college, comes back from college. It's Christmas week last year, and this is a complete legit story. We're sitting at barley coins, and I said, man, we haven't been here in a long time, like two or three months. She goes, why? Did they piss you off? I said, no, nothing. And my wife goes, it's your car. You missed my car. She goes, your car. Like, you're the marketing guy. You don't know this shit. I go, what do you mean? (laughs) She's like, you started driving your car every day of the week versus the infinity. I said, so? She goes, well, you get on the expressway because your dumbass wants to go 100 to work. You don't drive by barley corns anymore. You don't drive by barley corns. So when I call you at five o'clock and say, what's for dinner? And you're driving by barley corns, barley corns. They lost my loyalty because of their sign. Because I didn't see it. Interesting. <laughs> and I've heard, I've actually talked to a lot of our clients that when pandemic hit and people quit working in certain areas, they, they quit driving from their house to downtown Cincinnati. They saw a huge drop off in business because they didn't have their customers information. Number one, to remind them that they existed still. Yeah. But their only form of retention was the customer seeing their sign. And, that, and that's a huge yeah. miss. That, that's a that's a hope of prayer and that is uh zero preparation yeah. and, right and you and you see this too Zach I'm sure I'm sure you get people that on a monthly basis contact you hey we're gonna cancel we're not seeing the ROI and I always go hey how many times you call your sign company that you drop 40 grand on the sign and say hey uh I don't I don't think anybody's stopping in because of the sign never but you can always look at the your digital marketing efforts that you think do or don't work and judge them by that and try and put an ROI on it. Meanwhile, you don't put an ROI on all of your other failures. Like the fact that a thousand people walked in your restaurant, you didn't do anything. I had a restaurant I talked to last week that I was actually going to cancel on our own because I'm not a fan of the guy's mindset. You know, I I, I want people that are growth-minded, that are yeah. positive, and that will do anything to succeed. Yep. And I looked at this guy's dashboard for acquisition and while our Facebook ad had gotten 878 people in four weeks to say, here's my visit frequency, here's my name, my email, my phone, and my birthday, almost 900 people in a month, he had 40 people inside his four walls. And I said, dude, you know what that shows me? What? It shows me you didn't even attempt to ask anybody in your restaurant. And I can show you the research, our clients, the people we get from Facebook about 15% of the time will walk in the restaurant within a month. The people that you get inside your four walls, 50 to 60% will come back within a week. It's the most important person. 
But yeah. you made zero. He goes, well, I'm not really, I don't want to make that effort. I just want the online stuff to run on autopilot. I'm like, the autopilot's the person that you're already paying to be there is in your restaurant. You have zero acquisition cost. And that person is proven to be the most important person. Like shit, that's all you're doing is having one night stands. And that's <laughs> ludicrous. Oh man, Matt, dude, we've got, we have got like 14 hours more content that we could put on just, we could do our just own damn podcast. today. I know we, we are, we are out of time today. Uh, and so Matt, I, I think that I'd love to have you back on to talk about, you know, the most important aspect of guest experience. And, and uh, we talked this whole time about like successful tactics. So I hope that people have been listening, taking notes. Um, I guess, lastly, I would say who deserves innovation in the restaurant industry? Who's someone that we should be following besides you? David Scott Peters. I was at his event I, in Vegas. I love that guy. I was at his event in Vegas last week, the restaurant transformation seminar. If you're watching this, you can see it. If you're not, you can listen. But I went there. When I go to events, I like to not just be there and speak and leave. I sit there. I sat there for two days. And I was planning on sitting there for two days and taking in a bunch of restaurant stuff that you know you think, oh, I'm not a restaurant owner. Do I need this? It was impactful. It was mind-boggling. The thing that he showed that every restaurant needs to know your biggest cash. Con- you ever heard the term cash contributors when it comes to menus, Zach? Yes. I, I had never heard it. And so well, I wrote I, it down. I, I heard, I'd heard David Scott Peters talk about yeah, it. He, he talked about it. I'm like, cash, what the hell's a cash contributor? And then he gets to the menu engineering part and he's talking about how this restaurant tweaked their menu by understanding their costs, by understanding their pricing, by positioning the product correctly, by decluttering their menu and by highlighting this item and they added 30 grand in two months to their bottom line. Isn't that crazy? And I'm like, Just dude, nuts. so that guy deserves a loud ovation, a standing ovation that everybody needs to follow his stuff because he's got to be the most no BS uh, educated restaurant consultant I've ever seen. He's he's phenomenal. Love David Scott Peters. Big shout out to him. And in the show notes, let's uh, let's put that. Let's put his podcast in there because he came on and he was a guest here. Um, well, Matt, how do people find and follow you? So the easiest way is mattplapp.com, M-A-T-T-P-L-A-P-P.com. On that homepage is a form you can fill out where we will ship you some free swag. Like somebody the other day was like, Hey, I'm filling the form out. I don't see where to pay. I'm like, it's free, bro. I will say like, we literally send a hundred dollars. It's a sweatshirt. It's sweatpants. It's gym shorts. It's a gym shirt. It's a, it's a, it's nice. I've, I've got it. We love it at my house. Yeah. And some people request a bunch of stuff. Some requests. My guy the other day was like, man, I wish I had seven pair of these. They're most comfortable. I said, what size are you again? And we shipped him more sweatpants, but <laughs> you know, request that you can, you can scroll the very bottom. My TikTok is on there. YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. We have somewhere in the neighborhood of 80 posts a day across all those platforms. I record nine podcasts a week. I record hundreds of videos. So follow me there. And then that'll lead you to America's best restaurants.com, which takes you to our marketing side. Love it. Well, Matt, for traveling to 800 restaurants all around the country, so we don't have to, today's ovation goes to you. Thanks for all you do for the industry and uh, for helping out, man. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Glad you're with us today. And thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.